All right, Shabbos, say good morning, good morning. I'm sorry that, uh, that there's a few moments delay. Let us begin. We are picking up in Mirza Hashem in the beginning of Parak Chof Dalit. Chapter 24 in Mishilas Yisharim, Bebeir Yiras Hachit. What it means to go ahead and fear sins. Remember again that Amchal outlined that there are two levels of Yiras Hachit. There's what he called, well, actually, the truth is we only saw the first. Well, he said, here's what he said. There's two levels of Yiras Hachit. The first level has one element to it. The second level has two components to it. The first level, as we discussed yesterday, is what he called Yiras Ha'onesh, which is very simple, elementary, a fear of punishment. I'm going to do the right thing in life because I do not want to get punished. I don't want to get punished in this world. I don't want to get punished in the next world. And therefore, by definition, I'm going to remain in line. A simple, elementary, sometimes a bit infantile form of Yira, a wonderful place to start, but chas v'shalom that a person should end their yiras hachit there. The next level, hamirasheni, which is where we're picking up, hu yiras haromimus. We'll say this, literally translated, it means a fear of the greatness or a fear of the exaltedness. The better way, I think, to translate this is a sense of awe and reverence. A sense of awe and reverence. For who? Sha'adam yirchak minachatoim. That a person distances himself from sin. Why? Why? Out of covet to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what he's describing over here is someone who avoids sin, not because he's afraid of punishment, but because he recognizes the awesomeness and the greatness of the Rebano Shalom. And being that I live, you know, in the Kitzer Shir that we started, we're talking about this idea. The Kitzer, right, says in, in, in Sif Aleph, the concept of living with God awareness, of Shivisi Hashem Negdi Summit. So a person who recognizes that he's living life in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how am I going to commit an Avera? How am I going to do it? So it's not about the Onesh, it's not about the punishment. It's about living in the presence of God. And how can I possibly do the wrong thing when I know that I'm right here in front of the Ribbon on Shalom? How is it that I, a temporal, mortal, finite being, could do something against the will of the eternal, omniscient, omnipotent HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How could that be? It just, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. V'hineh, zoseyira, so it was a little bit of an understatement. Hemchal says, this is not so easy. Right? This level of Yira, which I will say is really referring to the idea, this level of Yira which really requires a constant sense of God awareness. Constant God awareness. This type of Yira is not so easy to come by. It's not so easy to acquire. Kilo See, I will say, in order to have this, a person has to have God awareness. Well, God awareness takes a lot of time, right? The ability to live life with the recognition that I exist in the constant presence of the Ribbono Shalom. That I live my life, everything I do, everything I do, the public things I do, the private things I do, every single thing I do occurs within the purview and the presence of the Ribbono Shalom. So, when I have that level, then suddenly, again, that, that awareness shapes the way that I act. That awareness shapes the way that I behave. Obviously, when tempted with Adeira, I'm going to try to find the real resolve to resist. Because at the end of the day, I know that if I succumb, it's going to be directly in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't want to do that. 
I don't want to do that. So Ramchal says, this type of awareness takes time. It takes time. A person has to have an understanding. It requires contemplation on one hand about the greatness of God and on the other hand, the lowliness of man. And I will say, I'm always careful when we, when we see these terms. You know, Kidako never, never tries to go ahead and make a point by making us feel terrible about ourselves. Right? In other words, Ramchal is not trying to highlight the concept of shiflus Adam of the lowliness of man. Because especially, again, in our dar, in, in our time now, focusing on shiflus Adam, lowliness of man, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It might have worked in previous generations, but it doesn't, it doesn't really work now. So when Ramchal says, Pirisuso shala Adam, he's not saying that man is nothing, but he's saying that a person has to be aware of what they are, of who they are, and what they're not. So I recognize that here, there's this incredible contrast. I, I, you know, David Schwartz and I were speaking about this in Eretz Yisrael a little bit. You know, one of the moments I was in Meron, in Meron, so we davened on the hilltop of Meron, right? There's a, there's a hilltop, there are many hilltops, but there is a one major hilltop that looks right down at the Kever of Rashbi, where they have ruins of a shul. Ruins of a shul from the times of Vitanoim. Incredible, with that mincha there, it was incredible, incredible. That's where they say where Rashbi, Rashbi said to his Talmidim that he performed a miracle with the entire valley filled up with gold coins, right? Because the Zimara tells the story about the Talmidim were jealous because one, one of the other Talmidim went off, went into business and became very successful. So Rashbi saw the Talmidim were a little bit distressed. So Rashbi says, you want money? You want money? So he darkened and the entire valley by Meron, opposite Meron, filled with gold coins. Talmidim were very excited. Remember again, what did Rashvi say? What Rashvi said? So Rashvi said, no problem, take, take. But whatever you take from here comes out of your olam haba. As you can imagine, no one took. Like, no, no, no one took. So we're davening mincha on that, on that, on that, by that shul, and we're walking down, and I don't remember how the conversation was, but we're talking about the rocks that were there. Dabba was saying that the rocks, you're looking at rocks that are here now for thousands of years. I always say, like, it's one of the most humbling things in the world. A rock, a rock, could be around for thousands of years. Me, you, at most, 120. A rock, a rock, could have eternality, so to speak. Right? Not literally eternality, but thousands upon thousands of years. A human being who's dynamic, who's selling a little maybe 120. I say, it's such a musr. It's so humbling. Right? When we look at ourselves in the context of the greater world, I'm like, I'm like a blip. A, a blip, like on the continuum of time. I'm one little thing. So I'm says, just understand, it doesn't mean we're unimportant, we're incredibly important. But it's humbling. But it's very humbling to know that sometimes as great as we think we are, at the end of the day, the rock, the rock will be here longer than me. But yet me, who is temporal, and me, ultimately, again, who has a limited, who has a limited life, I exist constantly in the presence of the Ribbon Shalom. And I both say, that's incredible, which obviously tells me that I'm important, right? Because the rock, the rock doesn't have that same tachlis, right? The rock doesn't have that same tachlis. I mean, the rock, of course, exists in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. But I, I, as limited, as temporal, as finite as I am, constantly exist in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Rabbi will say that has to engender a certain sense of humility, going back to our novel. And it's that awareness and that humility which ultimately prevents us, hopefully, from sinning. The Ramchal goes on. He says, Ki told us, Yira, asher sheni, me'echad me'chal ki asher zacharnu. Ba yevo sha'adam b'yecharad ba'amdo l'fnei konol b'hispalel o'la'avod kol avoda. Ki ayira ha'meshubachas sh'nishtabchu ba'chasidi ha'olam. So this is what Ramchal is describing, what he calls Yiras Haromimus. Yiras Haromimus, which means to live life with a sense of awe, of reverence about who I stand before, and about you know, before whom's, in whose presence I exist. And when I know this, when I know that we're soon. See, we know it often with our mind, right? I know it intellectually. But we know a lot of things you can know intellectually don't necessarily shape the way that you live. So says, if you really have recognition that you live in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it shapes the way that I act. It shapes the way that I, I don't want to commit an Avera, not because I'm afraid of a punishment, but because I recognize that I'm right here in the presence of Hashem. I'll say one more little piece. He says, Zol Seira, Remember again, now just to frame what we have, right? Part one of Yiras, part one of Yiras Achit was what? Part one? Yiras Ha'onesh. Fear of punishment, okay? Part two is now what? Yiras Ha'romimus, reverence. Now, remember what the Ramchal said? In part two of Yiras Ha'romimus, there's another piece, right? There's part B. What's part B in Yiras Haromus? What Ramchal calls Yiras Hachet. Now I will say, Yiras Hachet and Yiras Haonesh are two different things. Yiras Haonesh means I'm not going to sin. Why? Why? I don't want to get punished. I will say, what's Yiras Hachet? Here we go. Ki inyona hu shiyya adam yore vidoi tamid amasov. This is incredible. This level is where a person has a sense of Yira, where a person is constantly analyzing their actions. Constantly analyzing their actions. That perhaps something I did has some element of sin mixed into it. Or maybe some of my actions have some element mixed into it. That's not Bakavadik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, will say, so in this, so remember again, I have Yiras HaOnesh, which we'll take off on the side. Yiras HaRomimos, I have a reverence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I live in His presence, and therefore I want to be careful with my actions. Yiras HaChet is a much more, I will call it, granular level. Where Yiras HaChet says, I'm the kind of person who looks and analyzes my actions. Right? How, how am I living? What am I doing? And I look at my actions, I look at my actions, and I try to assess what's going well, what's not going well, and even in the stuff that's going well, is perhaps, or perhaps there's some things that I shouldn't be doing. I examine my interactions. Maybe in my interactions, there are things that I maybe should refine a little bit more. And I both say, the reason why Yira Sachit 
is a subdivision of Yiras HaRobamus is because they're really kind of the same thing. Both are anchored in the idea that I live in the presence of Hashem. So because I live in the presence of Hashem, I want my actions to reflect that reality. I want it to be that the way that I live, that the way that I behave, is in conformance with the fact that I'm in the presence of Hashem. So Yiras HaRobamus is like a level of cognition. It's the Shivis Hashem Lenegdi Summit that I recognize, God awareness, God awareness. But now that I have God awareness, what does God awareness breed? What does it yield? Yiras hachet. I want to be careful and with my actions to make sure that they are appropriate given the fact that I live in the presence of Hashem. That's Yiras hachet. And therefore, I analyze what I do, how I live, how I behave. I want to be careful with all of that, that my actions ultimately reflect my God. So we'll stop over here for today. And Merit Hashem will talk about again how this plays out. We're not finished with this at all. I will say